The information shared on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help of a licensed professional and is not a substitute for psychological diagnosis or treatment. Welcome back to the Unapologetic Brown Voices podcast. And this week's episode, we're going to talk about machismo. Um, this is a topic that has been brought up multiple times, so I wanted us to have a conversation about this. Uh, before we start, I wanted to talk about what, what is machismo. Uh, many of us on this podcast listening might know what it is, but I wanted to give a definition, okay? So machismo basically means is vaguely refers to a standard of behavior exhibited by men, particularly in the Mexican culture. But we do see this in Latinx culture in general. Um, and I wanted to share with you some of the common characteristics of someone engaging in machismo. Um, and some of those are that they're aggressive, they're angry, they're violent, they're rude, they're womanizing, and sometimes alcoholic. Um, and I wanted to also share with you that sometimes uh, these individuals use um, intimidation, seduction, and control with the women. Um, that's why they're very known um, for those traits. And I did want to talk with you about that there has been a lot of literature done on panchismo um, and it really does show the research how machismo is a negative construct in terms of those characteristics but it's also a positive one um, and it's a positive one in terms of caballerismo which is another term in caballerismo uh, means basically how that's the man that protects a family um, and we're not going to touch much on that but if you want to uh, learn more about that and that's an area of interest and I invite you to, to look into the literature which is very interesting. Um, so now that we kind of talked about what machismo is and we know kind of what are some of the traits of someone that is a machista in a sense, I want to dive into the topic. So how does machismo impact mental health stigmas? Um, and as you listen to this episode, I really want you to think about this and I want you to continue to share this with at least one person in your life and maybe, maybe let me know how that went um, because I think that the way to break this stigma with machismo and mental health is by talking about it. And I educating others right if we stay silent nothing's going to change so we really got to talk about it let's start with some stigmas that are impacted by machismo so some of my friends helped me and gave me their input um, and I want to share with you uh, my friend Brianna shared with me that she was taught that boys don't cry and that boys should man up and this is something that I know many of us heard right and the fact that many of our boys are told don't cry man up plays a role in machismo because it, they're taught not to show emotions. So you can see how this is problematic because we teach our young boys to not be in tune with their emotions and that those that is seen as a weakness, that showing emotions is weak. And due to the stigma, we all see boys suffering from mental health illnesses that go untreated because they don't speak about it. So a lot of the men, a lot of young boys suffer from, suffer from depression, anxiety, uh, trauma, different things. And because they don't they were never taught how to speak about emotions. They were taught that I don't cry. I have to man up. Emotions are not for men. They don't speak about it, about it so they go untreated. And that's very interesting to me because um, many times uh, men have higher rates of depression than women and they go untreated. And again, that's because men don't want the help and men can't be the ones to say, you know what? Yes, I have depression or I feel this way. 
Um, so it's it's very sad. So it's something that we have to break the stigma for. Um, and I wanted to share with you. I found a study uh, that they studied the relationship between machismo and depression. And I want to share the results with you. Um, the study was conducted by Jose Faragoso and Susan Kashebeck, and they utilized 113 Mexican-American men. And again, Mexican-American men, because uh, machismo is derived from Mexican-American or from Mexicans. Um, so that's why they focus on that. But again, like I said in the beginning, machismo is seen throughout the Latin American community. In the study, they found that those who rated higher in the machismo scale also rated higher in the depression scale. So as you can see, they showed how those who adopted a form of mass masculine ideology are more likely to report higher levels of depression and men suffer with depression as much as women do it's just that they don't say it they can't say it out loud again i think it's because they don't speak up and they don't get the help that they need because they don't speak up so i had other friends share with me uh what they thought as well and some of my friends said that they were taught that asking for help was weak um and i think that's universal between all genders but when we're thinking about machismo, it's a major impact. As I mentioned earlier, some of, some of the characteristics of machismo is dominance and control, right? If they show themselves as vulnerable or as weak, it's breaking their norm and that can't be disturbed for them. And that right there is what needs to change. We need to teach our boys not to be scared for asking for help and letting go of that control. As humans, we don't have control over every little thing we do. So we have to teach them that. When we think of the concept of machismo and being seen as weak for asking for help, it goes back to the power of dominance. And for example, for Latinx men, they want to be dominant over the woman or dominant over the situation. So a lot of the times they don't go to therapy because when they go to therapy or they seek help, in a sense, they lose control. They lose control. They don't have control over every little thing. And because of that, they feel like they're not man enough. And so that stops them from uh, seeking therapy. And that also stops them from allowing their male children to seek professional help. So it's something that needs to change, like I've said already. The beliefs and values that are taught to our boys about masculinity are hindering their growth. So we gotta raise better men. If you're currently raising a child, think about these things and let's impact the world little by little. In my opinion, machismo is a strong cultural belief that is not going to disappear. But as advocates of change, we can start by educating others about how machismo is impacting our generations in a negative way. Go out there and spread knowledge and power. Because again, like I said in a previous episode, that's the only way that things are going to change, by us being the voices, right? There's a lot of people out there that don't have a voice. Let's say, for example, the undocumented woman that lives with a machismo husband, and she doesn't have no voice. She can't go out and advocate for herself. She fears, she lives in fear, let's say. So we are those people that are going to impact those lives day by day. Just because I have this podcast and I'm talking about this right now, you can say, oh, well, I'm going to tell you that's making a difference because someone here is going to be hearing this and may help a woman like that. Right. So don't ever think that your actions are not making a change. They are. So I invite you to go and advocate and push towards things like this and for me, it starts at home. I am very lucky that I don't live in a super machista household. I would lie to you that I would say my house is machista free because that's not true. Um, my Both my parents are Mexican, so I do see some of that 
machismo and I did see it growing up, but I've had to teach my mom, like, hey, mom, you don't always have to do everything for my dad. Like, he can do things on his own because a lot of the times part of machismo too is like, oh, the man can't wash the dishes, the man can't cook, the woman have to do everything for the man, right? So I've seen my mom allow my dad to wash the dishes, allow my dad to cook. So that's taught me how I want to be when I when I have a husband when I marry so I've seen it grow in my own family but there's also instances in my own house when I still see machismo play a role and I think machismo plays a role in my house household still I'm sorry through gender roles and that's something else that we can definitely talk on a, on a different podcast is how gender roles impact machismo um so I think it starts in our fa- in our house in our family talking about hey mom, hey dad, I don't think that's right. Let's work together on how we can make things different. Or hey dad, actually I don't like how you speak to mom or how you speak to the woman in the house. Why don't we sit down and we talk about how do we change this? Yes, it might be uncomfortable and they might not accept it the first time that you bring it up. But like we talked about in previous episodes, the more that you repeat things to them, the more that they're going to grasp grasp onto it and the more that they're going to understand. So again, it starts with us. Or if you have little brothers, teach them. Teach them how is a proper way to treat women, to treat others, to treat all genders. Teach them what's a proper way and have them see um, the value that you see. Um, so that's all I have. Uh, I hope you learned something from this podcast. I hope to see you in the next one and I hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.